Let's go right to Chronicles here. and I really want you to hear this word today. I want you to believe in this word today. And as we look at it, I, I believe that this word is speaking right to us today. In verse number 14, it says, Then in the midst of the assembly, 2 Chronicles chapter number 20, Then in the midst of the assembly, the Spirit of the Lord came upon Jehaziel, the son of Zechariah, the son of, son of Benaniah, the son of Jeel, the son of Mattaniah, the Levite of the sons of Asaph. And he said, listen, all Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem and the king Jehoshaphat. Thus says the Lord to you, do not fear or be dismayed because of this great multitude. For the battle is not yours. Look at somebody and say, this battle is not yours. Come on, look at somebody else again and say, this battle is not yours. When we look at this, when we look at this text, I really want you to understand that God is talking to us today. And as I was going to teach something else, he said, no, I, I want you to go back and I want you to remind the people of the journey that I have taken you guys on. I brought you to a place and I've prepared you for a moment such as this. Verse number 16 says, tomorrow go down against them and they will come up by the ascent of Ziz and you will find them at the end of the valley in front of the wilderness of Jerel. You need not fight this battle. Look at somebody and say, you need not fight this battle. And just for a few moments today, I, I just want to remind you of some things that we've got to do in this season. In this season, why would the building shut down the week of 24-hour worship? Why would the building shut down two weeks before Easter? Why would the building shut down now when everybody is getting used to this place? Why would it shut down now when we've got about almost maybe 100 people coming to 10 o'clock service? Why would it happen now? Just imagine how Jehoshaphat felt because he was sitting in a good place. But he was unaware that the enemies were coming after him. And, and so when he came and when the enemies came and they came after him, the nation was gripped with fear. The people were gripped with fear. What, what am I going to do? But can I tell you something? Um, my father taught me something at a young age, that the law will never trick you. The law will never sneak attack you. The Lord is always going to find a way to show you. And for a couple days and some weeks now, I had been envisioning that I was going to show up and see the signs on the door. 
I was here on Monday and when I walked out, I envisioned that they were coming with the signs on the door. Well, well, pastor, why didn't you say anything? Because I didn't need to say anything because sometimes when a storm is coming, whether you know about it or whether you don't know about it, when the enemy's coming to rip everything away from you, no matter if you fast, if you pray, if you give all of your money it's not going to stop it from happening it's going to happen come on look at somebody and say it's gonna happen oh see see y'all got a little quiet look at your somebody and say baby it's gonna happen it, it, it's going to that there was nothing that we probably could have done to stop it why because it had to happen, these enemies had to come up against Jehoshaphat. Now, 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 we don't know why they came because the scriptures don't give us the story. We don't know why things are happening in and through your life. You, you could have made some mistakes. You, you, you could have forgot to pay a bill. You, you could have lost your job, and now they're coming to repo your car. But nothing that you're going to do is going to stop them from taking your car. There, there's nothing that you can do from uh, stopping from losing your job. They, they've already put it in motion. But here it is. Uh, God has already put in motion for you to win. He already knew in January. He already knew when I was sitting in Texas in my brother-in-law's house and he said, I think you need to name the theme Winning in worship I think you need to do worship revivals and just he already knew he already knew that on March the 13th that we would show up me and my family at around 625 and we would see the notice on the door saying cease and desist no more Ah, but see, it's just not always what the enemy meant for your harm. God's going to make it for your good. I, I don't even want to give the enemy because I'm not calling the city my enemy. I'm not calling the building owner my enemy. I'm just calling this a God momentous occasion. I think God is trying to get your attention. I think he's trying to get your attention. I think he's trying to wake you up, Rock Church. And I think he's put us in a place. Well, we got to evaluate some things in our life. Yes, I was mad. I wanted to fight. I wanted to curse somebody out. I, I wanted to call some people and say, man, we need to put a bounty out because I'm tired of this. You're not going to treat it like this. And immediately my wife said, did not you say? And I'm like, if you don't be quiet, ain't nobody trying to hear you remind me of what I said. But she said, shut up. She said, didn't, I, didn't, didn't you just say that a offense and 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 distraction and and you got to be able to speak it out of your mouth that this is going to work on our behalf who are you talking to i'm mad i'm angry i'm angry I, I i'm tired of this but but god is sitting there with his arms folded like uh, i am all right and you should be all right and i walk in and i'm trying to do service and god says no 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 see you need to go back and look at that banner in the back because 
because integrity is one of our rocks and I'm standing here I'm trying to pray and I couldn't pray and God says no 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 no. you need to tell the people the truth and y'all need to leave because if you stay here you're gonna create another offense in the atmosphere they're already offended they're already aggravated and your spiritualness is gonna make it worse get your little tail out of here and deal with how you need to deal with it and so I'm walking out and and I'm talking and then comes Zoe coming uh didn't you say pastor ask and I'm like if y'all don't be quiet trying to tell me what I said no God said it let me have my moment see sometimes you don't need to have a carnal moment Then I'm getting all of these text messages. Pastor, don't worry about it. We're going to be all right. What, whatever God says is what God says. And getting text messages of people saying, my family ain't going nowhere. My family's going to be right here. We're going to follow you right where you need to go. See, sometimes God will put an enemy in your face and cause you to stand. See, God will cause some things to happen in your life as a response of what you've been talking about. We've been talking about winning in in worship we've been talking about coming out of the jail we've been talking about being released and all of this stuff we've been talking about I'm exhausted and I'm straight we've been talking about the blessing of Ziegler I'm getting ready to recover I'm getting ready to rescue I'm getting ready to pursue I'm getting ready to overtake but how you gonna do that when they shut your building down how you gonna do that when you can't have service how you gonna do that can I stand can I stand here and say number one we got to posture ourselves we got to station ourselves in the right place in the right moment God is saying you need not fight this battle you need not put your boxing gloves on I need you to understand that this is my battle that this is my battle I know that they came against you but you need to number one station yourself Look at somebody and say, Pastor, are you crazy? My heart is broken because I'm crying in my heart because I'm immediately worried about those little babies that come in this church every Sunday and after church. They rip and run down the hallways. I'm, I'm asking the question, where are they going to come after service? Because they run in pastor's office. And Abby, where am I going to give her her gun? See, I'm thinking about the little things that most people don't think about. Where are they going to run to? Where are they going to go on Sunday mornings? If another brother comes... And he's in a situation. How are we going to open the doors to create relevant moments where broken and hurting people? But the Lord says, remind the people, I need you to station yourself. And then after you station yourself, I need you to stand up. 
I need you to stand through this. I, I, I need you to stand strong. I, I don't need you to start complaining. And, and I was sitting out here. I've been sitting in my car all week coming here. And I've been just sitting in my car praying and praying and didn't know what else to pray. And Friday as I'm sitting here, I kept seeing this bright light. I kept seeing this bright light. Every time I would close my eyes, it seemed like it was a firing light. It was bright. And every time I would close my eyes... And when I finally closed my eyes, the Lord says, son, you need to go home. He said, the glory that's over this church is safe. It's safe. I'm all right. I need you to go home and kick up your feet and just relax. See, after you station yourself, you got to stay you got to stand believing that you didn't do nothing wrong. And my wife kept saying, baby, you didn't do nothing wrong. And, and, and I'm proud of you and I'm proud of you and I'm proud of you. But I felt like I had let my people down because I'm saying, God, we needed this atmosphere. And he said, no, could it, could it have been that you called 24-hour worship for me and my angels? And I'm sitting here like, wait, 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 what, what, what this going to do for me? He said, could it have been that you set the place in order for my glory to dwell 24 hours so that when you get back on your feet, and my wife said, I am so happy right now. I'm not happy that the church shut down, but I'm happy right now because my baby is at home sitting on the couch and I'm going to take advantage of all of this time because I know when the doors open, I ain't going to have no more time. What am I saying to you? We've got to station ourselves. We've got to stand. And then after you stand, he said, do you see what I'm doing? Do you see what I'm doing? Everybody's wanting to fight for you. Everybody is speaking well of this church because we've been integral. Didn't know why God had me put integrity in the rocks until Tuesday when he said, this is integrity. Don't you go back in there. Don't you do this and don't you do that. Do exactly what they tell you. So we've got to station ourselves. We've got to stand. And we've got to see. What are we getting ready to see? The salvation of the Lord. <laughs> the delivering power of God. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? I'm, I'm not afraid. I'm not dismayed. I'm not knocked out. I actually feel really, really good. And I want you to leave here today understanding that next Sunday we have in church. Next Tuesday night there will be Bible study. And there will be no cancellation of the one hour model, 8 a.m., 10 a.m., one hour on Tuesday and five minutes that we ain't canceling nothing. Did y'all hear what I said? 
because God already knew that we would be in a fight, that he would have to fight for us, and that at the end of the battle, we're going to pick up some spoils. Did y'all hear what I said? We get ready to pick up some stuff that belongs to us. But guess what needs to happen? You need to commit to standing. Because he says, if you believe in the Lord, he will establish you. But then I like this. He says, but if you trust in the word of the prophet, you will prosper. If you will just trust in the word of your prophet, your pastor, your shepherd, uh, we're not being led astray. Uh, did y'all hear what I said? We, we, we're not getting ready to go to some dump. Y'all don't understand? We, we ain't desperate. So don't start feeling like we desperate and don't go sitting at your table talking about, well, well, you know what y'all think we should do. What we think y'all should do is come to church and bring somebody to church with you. If you want to know how you can help your church, talk about this. How many souls am I going to win? Why are you drinking your wine? Why are you out in the club? Talk about how you're going to win somebody in the club to come with you. Uh, when y'all doing all the stuff that y'all doing, because guess what? I can guarantee you when you leave, the enemy of your godly counsel is going to come and say, well, you know what y'all think we should do? I think we should do this. No, we're going to station ourselves. We're going to stand. We're going to see the salvation of the Lord, but we ain't going to be stupid. We're going to keep moving. And we're going to keep working. Because ain't nobody going to stop us. And ain't nobody going to shut us down. If we can't get back in this building, we got some other stuff that's already working. Did y'all hear what I said? If we can't get in a building, my God, we will ask the owner, can I put a tent up outside? And we have some church and we still save lives. But guess what? I was reminded. And I didn't want to hear him say it because I was calling the vent. And he said, Pastor, he said, you said that it's in the house. And he said, maybe this is time for the people to raise up and to understand that until we get our own, we're probably going to keep going through this and keep going through this. Because when you're not the owner, you have no say-so. When you own it, you control it. Lift your hands. Come on, elders, mothers. This is a season, and I'm calling this our Passover moment. <laughs> Could have knocked us out on Tuesday could have knocked us completely out. But God had already sent the preaching and the teaching. And then my best friend walks in and he prays yesterday. He opens up his eyes and he looks at this picture. Can y'all just scoot that way? He said, in a moment, this is what God is getting ready to do to the Rock Church. And to all of your people, and I'm going to blow y'all mind, 
and he said, I hear the Lord saying that I'm getting ready to walk y'all across, but your feet won't get wet. Did, did y'all catch that? He said, your feet ain't going to get wet. I didn't need to tell him. He was simply only confirming what had happened at the prayer. When we were in here on prayer that night, and we started praying, and the Lord says, tell the people that the storm has not ceased, but I brought you out of the storm, and he said that the boat has docked. I need you to pack up your bags and walk off to dry land. And, and all week long, he kept saying, settle yourself. <laughs> Station stand and see the salvation of God he kept saying the storm is behind you it's still raining but you are in a new territory and you are on dry ground and he said it's not going to be what he said it's not going to be hard it's not going to be easy but it's going to be what he said it's going to be right oh my God what is right right is what he's getting ready to do for us right is that we're going to stand and we're going to posture ourselves and we're getting ready to see breakthrough happen in our house in your life in your money in your health in your marriage in your children's life in your career why because the glory of God is not something that can just be thrown away. So as we prepare to take communion this morning, I am declaring that this is our Passover moment. What did I teach y'all about the Passover? It's not just the passing over of redeeming us from death, but the Passover has everything to do with the fulfillment of promise. I just heard the Lord say, and y'all can rejoice however you want to. He said, you started writing the vision down. And he said, this is the hour where it will tarry no more. There will be no more delay. Yeah. You've been talking about land. You've been talking about property. And so, Father, we come out of the box. And however you desire to bless this church, we receive it in Jesus' name. More is not always better. Better is where we can grow. Did y'all hear it? So come on, stand on your feet. Stand on your feet and lift your hands. Let's just make this declaration together. Father, in Jesus' name, we commit ourselves to your work, to your plan. Father, you've told us that this is not our battle. We need not fight. But what you're asking us to do today is to station ourselves, is to stand in faith and to see your salvation work on our behalf. We commit our hands, we commit our hearts, 
to remaining as a family, that we will not be divided, and that in this place of glory, that the spirits of offense and the spirits of distraction will not interrupt your move that you have favored upon the Rock Church. And so, Father, we declare the blessing of the Lord. Maketh rich and addeth no sorrow. We speak the blessing upon the city of Bedford. We speak the blessing upon City Hall. We speak the blessing over Sam Kanata and over this property. And Father, in Jesus' name, we declare, we declare in Jesus' name that the Rock Church will not be homeless, but we will have a home, a campus, where people will be saved, where people will be delivered, where we will create relevant moments, where broken and hurting people will be restored in their rightful place. Father, in Jesus' name, Lord God, if this is the campus, then we ask today that you work your hand. Father, if this is not our land, then give us our land. Father, we release it to others that will be able to prosper in Jesus' name. Our hearts, our minds, and our souls are strong. We trust you in Jesus' name. Amen. Come on and celebrate it.